previously on AFL Enjoyers. George will race Bo McCreary once we hit 100 subs. When we get 100, George will race Bo McCreary. George is racing McCreary. I mean, he's already agreed to it. George has been stretching for the last month. So I can race McCreary. It's going to be a tough one. Tough one. I reckon Bo McCreary's scared, to be honest with you. Yeah, he's man. not that quick, man. <laughs> George has agreed. Bo's agreed. Contract just... signed. I don't even know who's going to rock up. Hey Bo, well played mate. Just wanted to let you know the AFL Enjoyers have hit 100 subs so just like you promised before we made the pod you've actually got to race Georgie's fender now. How are you feeling about it? Uh, no comment mate. Uh, we're going to have to suspend this interview. Oh, but Bo, you, you promised the boys. I mean they've been working really hard putting out two videos per week so far this season. You said you'd do it. Look, to be honest with you man I really didn't see them getting 100 subs man. Like, Georgie's really fast. I don't want to embarrass myself like that. Oh, geez. Uh, a bit of a letdown there, mate. You've let a lot of the fans down, a lot of the loyal listeners and, and video watchers. How do you feel? Get stuffed. Bye. Dramatization may not have happened. Hello and welcome back to the AFL Enjoyers podcast. My name is Dean, joined by two fellow enjoyers of the AFL, but a very disappointed George Fender and James Matza, because Bo McCreary has ducked his promised race with George when we got 100 subs. George, what's your raw Mate, immediate... I'm putting on a brave face at the moment. Ugh. Like, this is bravery, not Jason or Francis. This is bravery <laughs> right now because my heart hurts. My, my everything in, in here hurts, but I'm going to be brave for the pod. I'm going to front up, not like McCreary. Right, I've been training the house down for ages. I've been talking about my hammies being tight. I've been lying, right? That's just been a little thing that I've been putting out there. So McCreary thinks he's confident, man. My hammies are perfect. I just ran 100 meters in a very quick 9.8 seconds. Damn, jeez. And McCreary, right? Like he's he's been good, right? He's been good leading up to this moment, right? He's been talking about giving back to the AFL community, the AFL enjoys community. He's been a friend of the pod. When we hit 100 subs, right, he just disappears. Gone. Ghosted. Non-contactable. No voice message. And then he gets dropped from the team. Now, Dean, you can tell me about your sources. You're the sources man. But I believe it's because Collingwood as a club who's been aware of this race, they're, they're disappointed that he's ducked. And I think it's been a club decision as a punishment to kick him from the squad. I know he's sub, but... I don't know, man. You're quite right there, George. And yeah, I had a quick phone call with Craig McRae saying, Craig, what's going on, mate? Bo said he'd do the race. We hit 100 subs. We did our end of the bargain. Like, what's going on? Why, did, why didn't he show up? And he couldn't be more disappointed. In fact, he's even angrier than you are right now. Like, you've done well to go beyond anger and into acceptance. <laughs> I'm on um, the next stage, yeah. Yeah, you're on the next stage. Craig's just filthy, mate. Um, all in all, though, he did have a game to win. So instead of just omitting him completely, he did put him as the sub. Um, but it was purely just because, yeah, Bo just wasn't in the right mindset. I think he was just mentally affected by the pressure of having to come up against you, mate. So, Fair enough. Um, yeah, Matza, how are you feeling about him? I know you were a big advocate of George's pace. I'm, I'm, I'm bewildered, man. Yeah. Like, George, he's got some jets, man. Like, we've seen it in that intro, man. Like, dude's quick. And the thing is, at the end of that little, you know, video of him running with the ball, he actually scores a goal. So, not only does this guy have pace, but he has composure as well. So look, I think um, I like yeah. being talked up like this. I'll be honest. Yeah, no, nah, it's deserved. This is it's well earned. Um, yeah, Bo just it's it's really it's quite it's quite disheartening and um, it's weird. His voice sounded really familiar, which was weird. But you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if there's something in that or or what. I don't know what to read into. <laughs> it's almost like, like he's in this room at the moment. I know, man. It's yeah. it's he's, he's in here. 
He's he's, yeah, he's always. look no, nah, he's not in my heart anymore. <laughs> I think we he's, can um, um yeah, I think we can agree though. Like Bo is a friend of the pod. However, just he's just. he's barely a friend still. I w- I would say <laughs> he still kind of is, but I think we need to give our first banning from the pod. Um, so he's Bo been. is temporarily on ban. Yeah. Until he apologizes to George Fender for not yeah, racing. He, we're turning his mic off yeah. for a little bit. Um, um, once he apologizes, yeah. then he'll be allowed back on the pod. Mate, if he ever sees this, <laughs> this lawsuit comes straight away. Oh, for sure. <laughs> defamation. <laughs> defamation. Um, what we'll say, we'll say is thank you for the support. Yes. Yes. In all honesty, 100 subs. We did it. Thanks for being part of the journey so far. Yeah. Um, very likely to hit 100,000 from here. So <laughs> that's it, man. That's it. We're not uh, slowing down. So yeah. No, again, yeah. Thank you very much. You know, the support, not just on YouTube, but on on Instagram, on TikTok, man. The Tiki Toki is doing uh, is doing pretty <laughs> good, man. Um, but yeah, no, it's this is our. It's a joy for us to come here every week and talk about mm. footy. So yeah, absolutely. And yeah, look, if you haven't subbed already, uh, we'd really appreciate the support. Just keep getting around us. We've got a lot of ideas. It's only our first year, so. Um, the more support we subs, get. and I will race Bomakuru. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, I, I think find another player to at race, this point. It's not up to us anymore, mate. It's up to Bo. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, thanks a lot, everyone, and yeah, we we'll look forward to what we've got in store for the future. I think. Um, Absolutely. Now, getting into the actual football this week, boys. Mm. So, the buy round's finally done. I don't know about you. I am ecstatic. I'm sick and tired of waking up on a Saturday expecting a one ten or a two ten game and prime, having prime nothing. Primetime North Melbourne. Primetime North, mate. I'm I'm turning the tally on, ready to go, and I have to wait till four forty to watch football on a Saturday. Mm. Absolute shambles. The buys are are shocking, and um, this round of football because there wasn't a lot of games, man. Not the best game of football I've ever no. seen. No. Mm. So, and you know, no Carlton, no North Melbourne. Well, no Carlton, no AFL, man. I'm putting it out there. <laughs> no whinging Carlton supporters. You can't lose to the bye. Only probably West Coast could lose to the bye. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, where's, there's just a week of almost peace, and I don't like it. I don't like it from a Carlton perspective. Yeah, the emotions are too steady this weekend. Yeah, true. Now, we need some chaos, you know what I mean, just to yeah. um, shake things up a little bit. Um, but, yeah, the okay. hey, the first game was uh, two, you know, heavyweights of the uh, AFL, Geelong versus Melbourne. Geelong with a crucial win, eh? I mean, mm. you're looking at top four with uh, the Ds, and obviously Geelong's really just trying to salvage their season. Um, they probably eye off these games at GMHBA, don't they, as strong favourites? But they've not been having it as a fortress um, mm. lately. But they really, yeah, had a great last quarter. Really blew Melbourne out. Yeah, no, um, they were they were, they uh, got the win when it when it counted, right? And um, it just shows the professionalism. Professionalism. I, I backed it up the second time. I'm not going. <laughs> I'm not going for number three, but you guys no. know what I mean. Yep. Um, of this team, right? So the different players did it this week. <laughs> different players did it this week. Like Tanner Bruin kicked two goals from midfield. The young player. Um, and yeah, like they're they're not going away. The Cats. You know, even if we think like they're done, they just find that was just a, a team performance. You know, no real standout players. I think you you were talking. Brad Close was. 24 disposals. As the most disposals. Most the, for the cuts. Yeah. Yeah, who'd have thought, man? Insane. Who'd have thought Brad Close, man? Just shout, out to, shout out to Brad Close, man. We're going to give him his flowers, you know, for topping the disposals for the rounds for D- him. Dean's boy, Brad Close. Dean's boy. Is that the most random leading possession getter for a team ever? I'm going to do some research on that, but I feel like off the top of my head, do you remember uh, Brad Dalziel? Who won? <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that? Who? Had, Brad Dalziel. This dude had like 35 disposals or something okay, that's in pretty his random. debut. I don't know if he led the disposals though. But was he a midfielder at least? 
Probably. He must like, have been. Close is like a small forward, isn't he? Like, how does he get 24? Yeah, I don't 24 know. 24 is not a lot, though. Yeah, true, but yeah, yeah, I guess so. It just mm. shows that Geelong, like, is they've been an even team for a long time. No obvious standout superstars other than, like, a Dangerfield or, a, you know, Jeremy Cameron. Mm. Um, also, shout out to Jeremy Cameron for getting knocked out by his own teammate. Yeah. Hey, you know what, man? Gary Rowan, who knocked him out, had an amazing game, man. Like, he, I almost think he did it on purpose, man, so he can <laughs> clear up the forward line a little bit. You know, he's like, I want, I want this forward line to myself, mate. Like, I'm an impact player. Like, you know, and he really impacted freaking um, Jeremy Cameron's jaw. Um, so, I, I will say, though, like, Jeez. the thing that, the first thing I thought when I saw that is if Rowan is going to knock out Jeremy Cameron, then how can we expect? players to make split second decisions not to bump as they call it you know all these players getting suspended for weeks for bumping Gary Rowan's knocked out his own teammate obviously not intentional despite what Matt's theory is right mm. uh, and you know people saying like does he get banned or not if that was a different player Rowan's out for weeks yeah right yeah. he's so obviously not trying to knock out his own teammate and he so obviously doesn't have this the time or the reaction speed to be able to change the position of his body and know where he is in that moment so that that actually to me exposes the whole idea that players can justify their decision making split seconds not to bump or to tackle when that you know that's so obviously the situation there I don't know man I think the AFL should look at that and really reconsider I completely agree man if we were to look at the bump suspensions this season probably only a few of them stand out as being worthy of a suspension like the Cozy Pickett one was just reckless um, I can't think of too many more off the top of my head, but you're right. It's such a split-second game most of the time. And between the sling tackles and this, it's it's getting a bit crazy. But, um, man, Rowan must feel like absolute shit, though, because he's been through it a bit with concussion himself. Mm. Like, to knock out your own teammate, it's a really random thing to happen. Mm. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. when When's the last time that something like that happened? Probably, <sighs> Probably only, like, one of those times where someone would go back, with like a John O'Brown or something. Maybe he got collected mm. by his teammate, but... Or a rebolt or something, but but back in those days, you got concussed. He just got up and kept playing. That's there was no there was no concussion protocols. Uh, how um, many games would John O'Brown have missed, or like Max Rook or those kind of guys? Yeah, probably heaps, man. <sighs> yeah, I'm su- I'm surprised like Salwood, with like always bleeding head and a headband. Mm. You know, I don't know. He never really copped the the concussion not protocols. Not that many. Yeah, no. yeah, probably not as much as he should have. Mm. Um, but yeah. Um, but yeah, the D's look, it's a bit disappointing for them. They've just beaten Collingwood last week and then they can't back it up beating a Geelong team who's not at their best. Mm. Um, yeah, sort of, I don't know, they got their statement win last week. I've been mentioning it for a while. Like I'm waiting for Melbourne to really prove to me that they can win the flag, not just be a good team. But And last week I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe they've done it. But I don't know. I'm not entirely convinced on the D's. I know Oliver's not in, but I just think they like something. I'm not sure what it is. I don't watch their games in their entirety, but... I think I the Cats know. are just more desperate. Yeah, maybe. more more on the line. They can't be dropping too many games. This the ladder is so competitive at the moment. Like from fifth all the way down to like fourteenth, anyone's in it. You know, I think uh, the top four is pretty much sealed, and Melbourne does form part of that. But you know, the Cats are a professional outfit. As I said before, they they just know that it's time to win. They have to. There's just no option. And mm. I think the tackle count was massively in John's favour in the last quarter. It's like they willed themselves. With, yeah. with a kind of a no-name team. I don't know. I think the power... Uh, sorry, the Cats, for me, have been in good form for a couple of weeks now. Last week against Port, they were they played well. It was just Port Adelaide uh, just at the top of the game right now and blew them out of the water um, in that third quarter. But 
Um, interesting to see how we go from here. I personally am backing the Cats to make the eight, but there's a few teams in there like Adelaide we'll get to a bit later, Doggies. It's going to be a bit difficult. Um, mm-hmm. They're going to have to be consistent. Now, the next game, so the Saints, one team maybe that is susceptible to falling out of the eight. They're pretty disappointing against the Lions from minute one, really. Never really got going. For me, the Lions just bullied them in the air. Like, big O, Danaher, Hipwood, just dominant. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, Mitch Owens is not a Ruckman, apparently. No, he's not. <laughs> oh, man, fi- finally he got exposed as not a Ruckman. <sighs> he's still a star. But, um, yeah, it's crazy in this game, the contrasting, you know, like levels of performance from Harris Andrews, who was oh, immense, marking everything. He took his forward out of the game, Max King. Max King, on the other end, yeah, he's just zero goals to – he was on negative super co- – Yeah, negative su- ranking points at three-quarter time. Mate. Ex- exactly right, man. And um, Playing George, a full game. Yeah, and Georgie was frothing it because he loves the negative ranking points. But right, it's the best. Didn't, it, it, just, it didn't, <laughs> you know – so it was even more disappointing that he, you know um, – that he didn't, you know, give George what he wanted to say. Yeah, he got like two um, touches. Yeah. How dare he? I know. That bastard. <laughs> Goodness me. After anyway. so much swagger the week before, taking marks mm. and like pushing over his opponent. Yeah. Got towned up, mate. Well, Harry Andrews, he tied the record for intercepts, didn't he? Nine. No, nah, the record's 10. The record's 10. Sorry. So he, I think he's a season high though. No. Not, not, no. Nah. Charlie Who got Ballard. 10? Oh, Ballard got 10. Yeah, Ballard got Ballard's, 10. Ballard's and, that. And dude, Darcy man. Moore got 10 as well. That's right. He did actually did. Yeah. yeah. Well, he was almost there anyway. I mean, mm. Oh, it's nothing to scoff at. Nine nah, set marks. He was incredible, yeah. man. Um, I think he had the lines as well. They just put pressure all over the field. Like a lot of those marks he got were because the Saints were just bombing it without any sort of idea what they're doing. Um, yeah, they're just too too much pressure in the midfield. Mm. The the Lions and they'll be happy with this win because the Saints are a good defensive outfit. And it was at Eddie had right, which is not a strength of the Lions. So yeah. it you know if they're gonna bank their wins at home and then they pinch some games like this at Eddie had that really strengthens their chance of a top two which is what they're really after um the lions so yeah i mean important win for them and just i think just too strong in the midfield and they just got too many options like they can chuck zach bailey in there every time that guy goes in the midfield he takes a clearance and streams out of the midfield just so much so so many options now especially with dunkley as well dunks uh, ashcroft yeah. fletcher yeah fletcher's come in played a couple these, games yeah all these young midfielders man uh, love Joe it Danaher can't kick like the amount of floaters this guy kicks, but it just advantages them because they've got so many small forwards that, mm. you know, are going to pounce on the ball. Mm. So even when you kick it poorly, it's still fine. Yeah. Mm. There's one guy on the Saints though that's been catching my eye in the last month. Don't know if you guys have noticed, but Naziah Wanganin Malera. Yeah, he's playing well. Flowers, this guy is man. playing very well. I think his body, like you look at him now, he was obviously very thin, still is, but... Is he second year or third year? Second, second year. Second year. Mm. Pretty impressive. So he's still got some more developing to do physically, but you can just tell, like, even if he doesn't add more muscle for the rest of his career, he's going to be a menace. Mm. Um, and for the record, I do. I back him in to get even better. I probably, like, separate pod, but super coach wise, um, for me next year, he's going to be pretty high on my list, to be honest. Fair enough. As a breakout. Yeah, I like it. I like um, it a lot, man. Candidate. But yeah, I just thought I'd shout him out. He was probably the only one on the Saints team that impressed me for the four quarters. Mm. Um, Cool. Now, the next game. The big one. Oh, man. Yeah. The very big one. <laughs> mm. um, all right. So, yeah, the Swans scored 205 points. Only? The, only. Oh. And the Eagles scored only 34 points. <laughs> only. So, it was 171 points. Now, when this game was on, I was out um, 
at how would you describe it? Like welcome to Thornbury. It was a outdoor. Um, <laughs> I'll just say the place. <laughs> I don't know how to describe We're it. Not otherwise. sponsored by them. Yet. If you know it, you know what I'm talking about. Like uh, yeah. a food truck, little venue there with a bar. There's a TV on in the background, um, and I'm trying to be nice, trying to socialize, and I'm thinking. I can see the game in the corner of my eye. I'm like, how do I just stop socializing right now and just watch this game? Like, no <laughs> offense to the people I was with. We had a great time. Mm. But this game was like, no way. It's going to go, oh, 180. Oh, come on. 190. 200. Normally, it'd be such a boring game. But when it's to that extreme, the only thing you want is you need to just keep going. Yeah, it's like a weird thing, right? And to the point <laughs> where, like, you get desensitized. And, like, any time that um, West Coast had the ball, I kind of got frustrated. I kind of got, like, annoyed that it wasn't just midfield goal, midfield goal. So, I don't know, like, it it would have been disappointing almost if they hadn't got 200 points, which is ridiculous. I know. But in the last quarter, Sydney just didn't have the same dominance that they had in second and third. They still slaughtered them, right? Mm. But West Coast had a bit, a bit of the ball, a bit more possession, meaningless possession. But uh, I, was, I was thinking, man, if these guys don't get 200... I'm going to write like a letter. I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> Jeez, man. And that's the thing. That's what did like, you want him to do? That's what, I want him to win by three. Just keep going, man. <laughs> but the crazy thing about this is West Coast has lost by 100 points a couple of times this, this year. A couple. Yeah. A couple, a couple of times. Three, well, three, three, times? Four, three times? Three times. Is it three? I feel like it's been five, bro. Carlton, Adelaide, and this one. But is there another okay. one? But my point is, my point is they've lost to Carlton, who's only three uh, places above them on the ladder. By 115 points, Sydney 171. They're only not much like, further up. You know what I mean? Like it's not like it's the most generational, you know, Geelong's best ever team. Gary Ablett and Chapman mm. and Bartel, like they had in the past. Even Adelaide, they're not top. They're not top eight at the moment, are they? No, they're not. Oh, actually, no, they're eighth. eighth. They're eighth but anyway, yeah. yeah, they're they're teetering as you know, well. But you know, it's not like the worst team ever versus like the greatest team ever. It's mm. just a good team mm. destroying them. It's crazy, man, and. Since the games happened, there's been a few bit of um, footage coming out of some of the efforts of the Eagles players and like absolute schoolboy stuff, like five of them going to the ball and then Sydney players just leaking out like absolute basics, like little kids chasing a ball. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, Luke Shuey fronted the players after the game. Simpson just didn't talk to him at all, you know. <laughs> What's he meant to say, man? That's the thing, right? Yeah. I We haven't picked on him this year despite how bad the Eagles have been, but I'll tell you what, man, I just really feel sorry for the guy. They've actually publicly backed him as well. So is it, should we, we felt sorry for them, for him, right? But is it to the point where we should start being a bit more critical? Like I know that he's got like waffle players mm. and I think he's admitted that these players aren't up to standard, right? Yeah. But he's 171 points. Like, I mean, when Carlton was at the absolute worst, they were losing by 80, 70 points. He's 171 mm. points, man. Like surely effort alone Caps it at 100. And the fact that they've publicly backed him as well is just crazy to me because the sporting world in any code really is all about results. And even if you're not going to be, um, you know, a great team or even a good team, you can be bottom four and, you know, really stick by your coach and see the plan through. But for me, Simpson's already been through it. He's won the premiership, right? So I, I don't see the harm in just, you know, mutually parting ways. Now it's at the point where they're sort of trying to, you know, back him I think a bit too much I, I actually feel sorry for the guy I'm surprised mm. he hasn't walked away um, mm. man if they hadn't have pub- publicly backed him it would be easier for him to walk away yeah. now they've almost put the pressure on him to stay he's like those bastards <laughs> on a video stop forcing me help help me mm. um, you well, might be doing sign language in the next press conference I know well look mm. we can all say yeah, they're horrible and whatever but 
if you guys could give a reason or two, like how would you go about helping this team out right now? Because we've been North fans our whole lives, Matt. So we've seen them in the last few years be really bad. We got a little bit of support from the AFL last year. Yeah. But this I is think, even worse. I think that is what you just said. The little help that we got from the AFL last year. So we got a second and third round pick that wouldn't would be void unless we traded it, basically. I think you got to give something like that to West Coast because, man, yeah, you don't want to you don't want to stuff around the what's it called? Um, you don't want to stuff around the draft order too much because then it's unfair for other teams. But you got to give them something. Maybe it's two second round picks. Maybe they get nineteen twenty extra on top of their you know on top of their um uh first second round pick. They need something, and maybe they're allowed to trade those, or they have to trade those. And then they can get some experienced bodies in. Like we managed to get Griffin Logan, Darcy Tucker, who are both very solid players. West Coast need that. They need some mm. strong bodies. They need some mature bodies. Because this is it's it's disgusting. It's it's embarrassing mm. week in week out. Yeah, one hundred percent. Look, I agree with the with the senior bodies part. But because the interesting thing about West Coast is they haven't started rebuilding yet. Not properly. Their their, their top end talent is Oscar Allen mm. and Jimby. It's not a and they drafted Elijah Hewitt yeah. as well in and the first Elijah round. Hew- and Elijah Hewitt. Mm. But the thing is, is like Shuey's still on the list. Nick Nat's still on the list. Gaffey's on the list. McGovern, Hearn, all these older players are still there and they need to go. So if mm. you just let them rebuild in their own way, next year they're going to be even worse. The average losing margin, like it's actually, it's bad for, it's not just bad for the AFL, but it's, it's unfair for teams to get West Coast twice. Even this year it's unfair, right? But... I mean, you think about the percentage boost. Sydney got like 15 to 20% after the buys. That's not like the first round where it's got 15 20%. Like they've given themselves a finals chance just off this one game. And of a team that's not even trying. So I, what I would do is there's the number one pick who we all know is Harley Reid and who has publicly come out and said he doesn't want to go to West to, to travel. Almost, yeah. <laughs> indirectly. As, indirectly, indirectly yeah, yeah. as indirectly as directly can be, right? Mm. Yep. And then he's... um, And the thing is, is there's no point in West Coast developing him and then him leaving after two years, right? Mm. So I actually think it's in their best interest to pick swap, get some early picks, and also maybe find a way to do some package deal with some other teams um, to bring some West, Australia, West Australians home. Like, um, I'm obviously... Carlton bias, but there's a couple of Carlton um, Western Australians that could be put together and sent that are still fine footballers, but they can bridge the gap. I know that Carlton back in the day when they were rebuilding under Stephen Silvani got a lot of GWS players, and that was kind of like the GWS Blues, right? Um, Now, most of those weren't successful, but the strategy was we're rebuilding our list, go to GWS and get five players for one pick or five players for two picks that can come in and at least play a role while your team's developing. If they don't do that and they just play kids, they, they're going to get slaughtered for mm. three, four years to come. Mm. So yeah. I wouldn't be getting Harley Reid despite how good he is. Mm. See, the thing is, man, he's the premier talent clearly in this draft. Yeah. I think another thing they could, that AFL needs to step in and do, this should have been done years ago, is instead of the initial contract for rookies being two years, it has to be four. It has to be four. Like if it's four, then they can pick him, right? Exactly. They can they pick him. They get three years, right? And then at the end of that third year, he becomes a, a pre-agent, as uh, Cal Toomey likes to call it. They'll still get good value out of him at that point. 
So, yeah. but after three years' time, they should have developed to the point where he could start to see the future. Exactly. Start, yeah. So, and with how like we've seen Nick Dacos, uh, Horn Francis to an extent, um, Sheezel, Wardlaw, all these first year players are coming in and being guns straight away. Like uh, you would take three years of um, of uh, what's it, Harley Reid, over you know getting you know a, a couple extra picks, for sure, man. And one thing's for sure, if they do pick him number one. Just knowing he's the best player, get the best, let's call it asset, as they mm. do in the NBA. Like, yeah. it could be a Jason Horn Francis situation where he does want to leave, and they acknowledge that. And there's going to be how many Victorian teams are there? Yeah, yeah. they'll All line up. It, oh, yeah. The bidding war would be the bidding nuts. war would be crazy because it's not like just um, with Horn Francis where it was just it was two teams, but it was it was really only one team. Correct. The bidding war for um, Harley Reid would be obscene. Correct. Like, so. I think they still might get him, but if they wanted to just do it in a way where they're in control of the situation a little bit more, maybe you just trade the pick. Like North's got a few first rounders this year and next year. GWS does. Um, even a Carlton might get involved, like George said. So mm. I think at a minimum, you can't be getting one first round pick, one second round pick, one third round pick. You need to go like it's just too slow. two or three yeah. firsts, yeah. two seconds, like just go bang, get five in and just... A couple free agents, like you said, maybe the AFL helps out. All of a sudden, that's about five or six or seven even new players of a higher quality. Um, but like you said, yeah, it's it's not it's not really fun to watch. Yeah, anything to do with this situation right now. It's it's just yeah. I'll, I'll go back a couple of years. They how many picks did they trade for Tim Kelly? Like two. I think it was two. Oh, true. You yeah, know what I mean? It was moves like that. They were still win now moves, and which was fair enough because they were a premiership side very recently. Yeah, but it just it's just a shame. It just hasn't worked out, and it's just gone the complete opposite end. And yeah, yeah. Well, similar even to like Collingwood was in that grand final and lost to them, right? And then mm. they had a pretty big dip, bottom four, and then mm. just launched back up. And now who can see Collingwood dropping out of the eight in the next couple of years? Oh, Not well, me. they're first, and West Coast is last. <laughs> I would have thought. You man. know what I mean? I would have thought. Now, I think if you're West Coast, you still take it because West Coast won the flag. Mm. But at the same time, it's likely or it's a strong chance that Collingwood wins the flags this year as well. So, mm. And they sustained success. So. Yeah. So West Coast, they won the battle, but Collingwood won the war. Maybe. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll, see. <laughs> we'll find out. Finish that we'll sentence. Yeah. True. That's a nice way to end that little bit there. Now, let's go to the next game. So after that one, there was another game, which no one really seemed to be caring about too much, but it was the Dockers beating the Bombers pretty convincingly. So about five goal win there. Um, Georgie backed in the Dockers to respond after their horrible last week. Me and Matza sort of thought, eh, we'll see. We the went thing Bombers. is, is they played so poorly that I just couldn't see them not finding a way to just respond. I know that's the cliche, but the, it was they were... Shocking. A lot of tension on West Coast this week for obvious reasons, but Freer were atrocious last week. They just didn't turn up. They weren't interested. And there's a stat that came out, well, now that the buy rounds are done, 10 out of the 12 um, teams that have come off the buy have lost. And the two wins are from games where both teams were coming off the buy. So pretty much every team that has had a buy has lost the next week. And Freer mm. had come off the buy and lost it last week. Mm. And uh, there's something in that. And Honestly, I think that the AFL should really look at what's going on there because it's an unfair advantage, it seems. I think we should just go to a system where there's just one buy round for every team. But I think that may have affected Frio. It may even have affected West Coast. Just it's <laughs> making it even worse. Right? Yeah, true. But um, yeah, so Frio were just terrible and I just thought it almost looked like they, just, they didn't want to be there and then they would have just gone, all right, guys, forget about it, reset. 
and they're at home in front of their home crowd in a winnable game, and they they played like they should. So, yeah, completely agree about the buy thing, man. For me, one or two max, like just either split it in half or everyone takes it at the same time. Um, firstly, I just think it lessens the AFL product in the middle of the year. Like a lot of people travel this time of year; it's yeah. cold. We're all indoors. Like we'd prefer to see more games on. Mm-hmm. So, um. For me, yeah, I think we had an idea off air where we were talking about what could you do in the buy round to make it not like a nothing week, right? So you can have um, that old Legends game or yeah. something like that. or Legends game and also AFLW All-Stars. Yeah, why not? Seriously, like because then it gives an opportunity for fans like novice AFLW fans like me and all of us really. You know, we would actually see the best of the best come together and, you know, put on a show. So, yeah. And that's AFLW in the middle of the season as well when people are interested in footy because not a lot of people watch, mm. you know, the, the AFLW in, in the summer. Yeah. So, yeah, I just I just like the idea of getting the buys over and done with in one go. Mm. Do some other entertainment, do something else to distract everyone and then get back to business. Yeah. I don't know, this four-round stuff, it's just, it's, what I'd, it's sorry lethargic. Much, uh, what I'd like to see as well as, a, as someone who really follows the draft every year is maybe a game of like the best prospects playing each other or something like that because yeah, that's not bad as well. honestly the draft they try their best like guys like Kel Toomey really like if it wasn't for him the draft coverage would be pretty poor yeah um, but what would really be awesome is if we could watch it on Fox Footy not having to stream some dodgy stream um, you know get them playing against each other get the Adelaide and WA guys versus Vic and New South Wales something like that mm. um, some sort of state of origin for the draft I don't know how they'll split it up but you know I think there's so much you could do just in these three ideas mm. where we can have one or two buy rounds and, and not have it maybe like an unfair advantage for mm. some teams. Well, it's it's kind of reminds me of in the basketball, they did a game. There was the two big prospects, Scoot Henderson and Victor Wembanyama. Yeah, why not? You know what I mean? G, G League versus Metro 92, whatever they're called. And that was honestly one of the best basketball like things, like basketball game I watched like the entire year because mm. it was so entertaining. I'm like, these are the guys I'm anticipating. Imagine seeing Harley Reid like line up for whoever versus I don't know Nick Watson or whatever is it Nick Watson and that's the thing right like there's so many teams that aren't going to play finals like a North Melbourne supporter or a West Coast fan or Hawthorne fan Mm. we would absolutely love watching these young kids play to get excited because our season honestly at this point is looking pretty bleak Mm. (laughs) in terms of win-loss so another um, idea also if they do it right in the middle of the year right that week that could be the you can make something out of the mid-season draft a bit more Yes. You can actually highlight it a bit more. It's not just like, oh, it's Monday night and we're doing it and no one's paying attention. Televise it, you know, make it a bit more of a thing. Yep. Completely agree, man. I think both for the AFL, just make it more simple. And then for all these other things that people are interested in, but maybe don't get enough airtime, I think they're great ideas. Mm. Yeah, I agree. And the dragging out just makes it, ugh, come on, man. Yeah. Especially for super coach players as well. Absolutely, man. That's stressful. Um, stressful. Quick word on the Bombers. I mean, I actually quite rate the Bombers this year. I... I'm almost willing to say I'm backing them in to hold the eight spot, but mm. these are the sort of games. I know you're traveling to Perth and it's always hard, but you know they've scored 61 points total. I've actually quite liked their attacking play, the Bombers. I was a bit surprised to see them struggle to score so much, but um, probably just down to Frio better yeah. on the day. Well, I think the thing with Essendon is a lot of their young talent is coming through. Like you've seen Nick Martin, who's obviously mature age, but become like a superstar. Mm. Um, Love him. Someone like Ben Hobbs. You know, has had midfield time this year and really been um, quite impressive. Archie Perkins has continued his good form from his early years. So, I mean, there's a couple of these players that are coming through and um, they're going to be the stars for Essendon moving forward. So, 
obviously they're going to want to play finals, but even if they don't and they just keep budding these talent, you know, in the years to come, like they, they look like they're in a pretty good position, the Bombers. So, mm. I agree. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've got to talk about Ferrer, a couple of Ferrer players a little bit. Yeah. Matty Johnson having some gr- playing some great footy. Sarong and Brayshaw finding form at the same time is also really important for Ferrer, and they need that to win, you know, a few more games to get into finals. Mm. Another one, Liam Henry had 25 kicks. Like that's yeah, playing crazy. on the wing. Yeah, that's that's uh, an obscene amount. Interestingly um, linked with North Melbourne and the Dogs earlier today. So mm, that that would be very interesting. He's a pick nine, right? It was a very he was high an early pick. pick yep. Yeah, I think he was one of those um, academy players for Freer, and that's why they had first dibs at him. But yeah, I'm sure them. I'm sure North have done their research on him to mm. have some good interest there. But yeah, yeah, some good shout-outs there. I quite like Jai Amos's game as well. I mean, this kid. If he had man. some sleep, get some sleep, Joe. You win sleep, the Coleman, man. mate. You it's will win the Coleman. Something, man. You just, just why you look so tired, man? Why? <laughs> oh, what a player, though. He like, likes, he, he likes, you know, being on that verge of like, uh, can he, can he? What will he, won't he? Yeah. You know what? I kind of get it because you know when you're tired sometimes, and all of a sudden you're more charismatic, you're funny. It's almost like you're drunk. It's like Maybe when, a, yeah, like when you're a baby and you mm. start screaming because you're tired. Yeah, and it makes no it. sense. Yeah, but all of a sudden you got this energy, you know, this primal scream. Why do babies scream yeah. when they're tired? Just go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> so Joe Amos likes just maybe lulling his defender to sleep and then just exploding. Yeah, it's a, it's a tactic we haven't seen before. <laughs> so but you, you mirror your, you know, the other person's behavior. You know, so someone's excited, you get excited. If I'm tired, they get tired. Exactly. And then I right. Pounce. So oh, there we go. Oh, what a player though. Honestly, like he's the kind of forward where he does not need to look at the goals to snap it in. Mm. He would just pick up the ball, bang, oh, it's gone in. He's very, this is his second year of footy. Yeah. Mm. He's a natural. Yeah. Yeah. Great player. It's nice for Freo as well. For the longest time, they didn't have a key forward. And now they've got a WA draftee in their team probably for the next 10 years. Mm. And he's going to be really good for them. Finally got the Pavlich replacement. Yeah, potentially. Because it's, it's, yeah, it's been years. It's only so, one Matty Pav though, Matthew. Of course, no. Nah, Matty Pavlich is <laughs> my boy, but, you know. What a player. Jai Amos is next up. <laughs> He's got a bit of work to do to get on Pavlich level, mate. But yeah. I back oh, him of in. Course. I back yeah. him. Let's go. Yeah. But <laughs> like, look, they need someone. They need a key forward who's actually good. Because what has it been? Tabana? How last good is Pavlich, man? He's such a good player. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. He was a star. Underrated. Very yeah. underrated. Because yeah, nah. he could go in the midfield as well, Pat. I know. Yeah. When he went into the midfield, I was confused as a kid. And I'm like, whoa, he's actually doing good. Like, what's, what's going on here, man? Oh, man. Mm. He's, yeah, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> we won't we're get we're watching Pavlich highlights after this pod. Absolutely. All together. Friend of the pod, <laughs> Matty Pavlich. <laughs> <laughs> so the next game, this was probably the best one of the round, right? So Collingwood mm. in a very close game, again, getting the better of Adelaide, who honestly, I was surprised by their away performance here. They, they got robbed. They got they got robbed right in front of me, man. Right in front of me, man. Um, so no, nah, they was it Jordan Dawson got yeah. clocked on the face in the last, you know, in the inside the forward fifty. Um, it was actually it's come out that the umpires have said, look, we 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 made a mistake here. That's that's trash, man. Because Dawson is like the most clutch kick in the league. Yeah, he would have landed that one, mate. Easy. He did it in the showdown. Why wouldn't he do it against Collingwood, man? And like, that wasn't the only thing, though. Like, that was right at the end. Mm. Earlier, though, um, there was the Nick Dacos goal, which put them ahead, right? And yeah. I don't know if you saw it, but Dacos has handballed the ball, running inside 50, sort of forward of center. Um, and he was held after he handballed it, so they mm. wanted to slow him down. But the guy he gave it to um, hadn't kicked it yet inside the 50 when he's being held. But the umpire sort of called it late, and the downfield was in the 50. 
rather than outside the 50? Yeah, and somehow Dacos ended up with the kick. Yeah, it was weird, so, man. And the Th- thing, and that he, guy cannot escape the spotlight. Oh, he loves no, it. No, he can't. And he actually said it. He's like, you know, oh, Pendles and I sort of, you know, we sort of convinced the umpire to give us to give it to me. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's trash. That's crazy, man. And then immediately from the center bounce after that goal, I watching the game, I'm not going to say hoping Collingwood yeah, lost. How could it be downfield and... And he get it if it's his free kick. Exactly right. Man. Exactly explain, right. Explain man. that. It was weird, bro. Yeah, um, it's yeah. So yeah, they score the goal, and then in the center bounce, I swear maybe I wanted Collingwood to lose, but Rory Laird was tackled without the ball. Play on. Um, quite a few things went against them in that last couple of minutes, but mm. ultimately, look, I'll be really surprised. The Pies are down by a few goals three quarter time. They That's get a close they win. That's where they want it. That's the story, mm, eh? Exactly, so. Exactly. Um, did you see um, Keys rip the glasses off Mason Cox as well during the scuffle? <laughs> did he? Yeah, yeah he, like, he like grabbed it from behind. Like, there was a nice couple of little scuffles in the match though, which I personally... Like, it's almost like a little rivalry start. It is, mate, yeah. Because mm. it got a bit dirty last time in Adelaide and it sort of just continued in this game. And I love it when a big key forward kicks a goal and then just gives the guy on the mark shit and pushes him. Like For me, that... Mm. Sort of arrogance and confidence. It just makes the game a bit more exciting. Yeah, yeah oh, for sure. Um, but yeah, Ben Keys, he just ripped the. It didn't <laughs> look like Keys was really. Like, I think he was on Dacos at times, but it wasn't really a, a tag like it was last time. Not as hard. And both tag. of them played well. So interesting, different strategy from Nick's to to let it a little bit loose, and they actually got closer and winning. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. See, I think it's it's interesting now because now the goal is going to have to come back and we'll get that midfield time. Yeah. Both of them. In the in the guts. Well, that's that, so was dynamic, man. He had nine clearances, Dacos. That's unbelievable. Like man. people's like, like outside play, outside play. That's not outside mm. stats, man. No, no, not at all. Um, Unreal, man. Yeah, we got to give a little bit of a shout out to Dawson as well, who had an incredible game as well, man. Like, you know, yeah. Again, he tried. Huh? He, he tried. tried. He yeah. tried. He did everything he could. So um, massive stat line, almost like a triple double. Yes, thirty. Yep, thirty-two disposals. Was it? Mm, Sorry, 35 disposals, 9 marks, 12 tackles. Yeah, that's... Which usually we sort of associate here with the outside skill, good kick. To have those 12 tackles as well is crazy. It's a, ca- it's a captain's game, yeah. Mm. Oh, man. Yeah, because you, ex- you don't think of him as a tackling, you know, a- agile, aggressive type guy. You see him as more of like just the Rolls Royce, you know, Pendlebury almost like player mm. where he's, you know, he's on the outside sort of and he's using it. But he... He showed he can get in, get in and under and be um, gritty as well. Absolutely, man. But yeah, really entertaining game. I guess the story of it as well was the momentum swings, right? Because Collingwood mm. got them early. And then all of a sudden, blink of an eye, in that third quarter, the Crows just piled on. I think it was seven in the third, but with the goal in late in the second, eight goals in a row, unanswered. Mm-hmm. And Tex Walker, five goals won, yeah. leading the Coleman. Yeah, that's crazy. After the buys. Yeah. You wouldn't have expected that. Nah, not at all. I mean, man. he got like, that big 10-goal one against the Eagles, which skews it a bit, but man, nonetheless. I mean, Charlie Kerner got nine against the Eagles, mm. and he's one behind him. So, so what you're saying is comparison. Nick Larkey is the rightful. <laughs> <laughs> well, when's, when are we versing West Coast, mate? Come on. I don't know if we've got him again. I think oh, you do. You do. You do. Oh, we do? You do. I hope we do, oh, man. Shit. I hope we do. I put a bet on Nick Larkey to uh, win the Coleman. Put a little fiver on there. Um, Money lost. Well it's not going too bad, man. Like 39. Yeah, he's only four goals off of um, Tex. Tex will get arrested some week. He's a bit of an old fella. <laughs> he gets suspended or something. Yeah, I'm talking myself into this one, mate. Jeremy Cameron's out. Charlie Kerner, you know. He's, is that Toby Green is fifth? He's Yeah, 36 goals, man. Man, that underrated season so far, Toby Green. And look he's at no, a lock all Australia. And look at hey, Oscar Allen as well, 35 goals. That's man. what I'm saying. And how, Charlie Cameron, 35. But how can Oscar Allen have 35 goals? That's all the goals West Coast have kicked. <laughs> That's yeah. it. Uh, 
I don't, I don't know, man. That's impressive, man. Yeah. Shout out to Oscar Allen, man. Absolutely, man. Um, now, there was one more game this round, boys. It ended up being a massive ball, in, in my opinion. Suns ultimately, yeah, 67-point winners over the Hawks, who for all that we've said about the Hawks losing no admirers, this week, actually, they did. No, they lost admirers this week. That's not good uh, enough. I think it's... Is Sicily that important? I think he is, by the way. Yeah, probably. He must be. Like, what? How else could you explain it other mm. than the humidity and Sicily? Yeah, humidity, no, hu- the humidity <laughs> was really quite um, would have been quite damaging it's to the, the superpower of the suns, mate. That's it, man. Um, you know, you get too close to the sun, you get burnt. You know, so um, <laughs> <laughs> fly too close to the sun, the hawks. Yeah, uh, that's that's so that's that's the rest. Of, that's all the analysis you need, uh, really. Hawks, they were flying too close to the sun. It, it was good. It was and, good. Um, yeah, Icarus. Icarus, man. That's him, man. That's him. Their, their wings melted off. That's um, their nickname from now on. Icarus. Icarus. Um, the, the third last team in the comp flew too close to the sun. That's <laughs> it. Um, but yeah, th- look, they... I don't know. I don't know with Hawthorne, man. I just, like, it was nice to see, will they go, you know, split his time between the midfield and the fence. And he, he sort of dominated in both areas, but he wasn't enough for his team mm. to, you know... I'll tell you what though, Do Blake enough. Hardwick, thirty-eight disposals. That Ooh, probably says a lot. So more. Random, that's bro. so random. That's so random. That's more random than close. You reckon? Yeah. yeah. Mm. You know what? Thirty-eight's crazy. Th- you yeah, know, nah, fair call. Fair call. Almost fo- like for- imagine a forty disposal game from Blake Hardwick. That's stupid. I can't yeah, imagine true. it. <laughs> I, I guess it goes to show that the Hawks were just living in that defense the whole game. <laughs> yeah, true, true. That's that's um, that's what we've discovered. There. And actually, you know what? Yeah, because Will Day's twenty-nine, Scrimshaw thirty-one, Impy twenty-nine. Seamus Mitchell, 24. Ah, true. There we go. That's so the whole backline. It just man. lived in their defense and Gold Coast just, yeah, did their thing, eh? Um, I think it's good from, like, I think it's more of a positive for, like, it's just more about Gold Coast and I think it does about the Hawks because they're finally a team that can bury other teams that are worse than them and they're only percentage out of the eight. So, like, it'd be massive if this year they actually found a way to play finals in the... One of the most competitive years it's been so far. Mm. If Gold Coast is the one that's eighth, wild, wild. Mm. I think you're right about that as well. But it's they, a maturity now. Yeah, they absolutely embarrassed North. Um, mm. Now embarrassed Hawthorne. Like, I guess it's the next step for them is win the games you should win and win them convincingly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. And an interesting thing is like their midfield group, like obviously we know Raul, um, uh, Noah Anderson, Guns, right? But then there's a few other dudes coming in and doing an admirable, admirable job as well. Braden Fiorini had a great game. Yep. He was probably he was probably their best in the game. And then also um, uh, Flanders, you know, old Ned Flanders came in. You know, yeah. um, you know, showed off. Where his was mustache. he round one, mate? Oh, I don't, <laughs> oh, don't, 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 don't go there. But no, nah, Sammy Flanders is you know he's coming in. You know, he's racked that up. Twenty seven disposals in this game as well. It didn't rely on Raul yeah. as much. And you know, one of the best midfielders in the comp is still lying on the sidelines recovering. Yeah, man, he's he's. Well, I'd say he's easily a top ten mid of the twenty twenties. Some might say. <laughs> Spoiler easily, alert. Absolutely. Mm. So if he if Miller comes in and the Suns are around about the mark. It could be the difference that gets him in. I'd love to see it. So would I, man. So mm. would I. I don't think it will happen. But they are the, the Suns are our second team, yeah. as we've uh, claimed. So, yeah, shout out to the Sunnies. Just having a quick look at their run home to see if they can actually make finals. So they've got Collingwood next week, then the Power. That's rough. They're winning against Collingwood, mate. That might set them back. And then they've got Saints, Giants, Lions, Crows. 
Swans Blues. It's okay, not an mind. easy run. Nah, no nah, chance. That's, yeah. rough. Nah, that's bullshit, man. That's that's yeah. rough, man. Ugh. Especially because you'd think by then Carlton and Swans won't be as bad. No, nah, there's no easy games there. There's no easy games there. Maybe the Giants, but that's away. Yeah. It's tough, man. And the Giants are trying to find their way to make some finals as well. Yeah. Anyway, if they do make it, wow, they would have earned it. <laughs> um, well, they'd be a genuine threat if they made it. They wouldn't possibly. just make it. For them to make it there, they'd have to be like, you know, almost contenders. Beating Port and Collingwood and True. Lions. That'd be wild. Um, okay, that's the end of round 15, boys. Finally, like we said, buys are done now. Um, we'll move into tips. Or yeah. have you got something? Yeah. Uh, you know, if we have time for it. Why not, man? Hit us. If we have time for We've it. We've always got time for your segments, Matt. Let's go. Who would you take? Oh, lads. Who would you take? We're doing some who would you take. Our favorite segment. It is, man. Like, as I've said, you know, it, it really, um, you know, it pumps me up when we, you know, see the TikTok numbers flying. So I've got to, you know, have it, you know, got to put it in there. All right. So first one, Jack McRae or Josh Kelly? Ooh, I'd go Kelly, man. I'd go Kelly. Rolls Royce. I'll go McRae. Just because Kelly is a bit more unreliable for me. Yeah. I, I know what I'm getting from McRae. Yeah. But Fair the enough. ceiling, the ceiling, bro. Undoubtedly. Oh, oh, yeah. Kelly's ceiling is, is huge, man. Like he's... Yeah, gun of a player. All right, next one. Adam Chera versus Sam Walsh. This is for Ooh, you, Georgie. The Blues, that's <laughs> fun. Uh, look, you got to go Walshy, but uh, Chera's been better this year. Mm, yeah, I think he's been great. I'll go Walsh as well. Ah, fair enough. All right, here we go. So we've forgotten about this guy a little bit because he's been out, but even though we shouted him out a bit earlier. Took Miller versus Caleb Sarong. Took Miller. Yeah, Took. Fair enough, man. Fair enough. Mm, so, Sarong's no slouch. And very young, but uh, yeah, took Miller. Mm, no, nice. I'll, I'll write that. All right. Stephen May versus Darcy Moore. Moore. I'm happy with Moore. Yeah, I like Moore. I think he's um, his leg speed, his IQ, reading the ball. He can leave his man, intercept. Super damaging kick as well. Yeah. Reads the ball. I mean, they both read the ball amazingly. Probably the best two readers of the ball, but mm. yeah. Look, I'm thinking purely because if you want a one-on-one defender... You want Stephen May. Yeah. yeah. So I think I'm going to go with Stephen May because of that. And also, I think he's just as good a kick. And yeah, that's that's really fair. That's really man. He's just, yeah, I, I thought there'd be more for me to say that, but no, not really. Um, yeah. <laughs> Probably the best two keys in the game, though. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. Next one Josh Dunkley versus Tim Taranto. Ooh. Ooh. I was ready to just say Dunkley without hesitation, but <laughs> you've made me hesitate. Taranto is obviously taking his game to the next level. Uh, we've talked about you know his goal kicking ability, but I'm a dunks man. I'm a dunks man. See, I'm a goal kicking midfielder man, so I'm going to go Taranto. I love what he's doing this year, man. Those couple of these clutch game winning goals are just wild. Fair enough. All right, how about Charlie Dixon versus Taylor Walker? Mm, I, I like the class of Tex. I like the fact that he hits his targets. You know, you can rely on him to kick a set shot. Dixon not as not as reliable, but he's the pack mark monster mm. that you know gives your whole team shape. So different players. And Dixon, when he's motivated, playing in a good team like this, he's just like angry constantly. He's yeah. really fun to watch. That's his superpower. He's yeah, I love it. Um, I still think I'd go Tex though. Yeah, he's got a bit more class, a bit more 
in his bag in terms of finishing left foot, right foot. Mm-hmm. Um, we see what he's doing in the Coleman as well. Yeah. For Tex. So that's fair enough. Anyway, that's uh, all I've got for now, boys. Thank like you for that. Thanks, Matt. Always a fun one to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's just get into tipping now. So we've got quite a few games to get through, not just a handful. So yeah, this is mad. We'll start on Thursday night. So a full week of footy. We have the Lions hosting the Tigers at the Gabba. Uh, Brisbane is a very, yeah. very easy Brizzy pick. at home. At yep. Gabba. Now, the Swans hosting the Cats. And I'll, I'm going to start this one here. I think you've flat track bullied the Eagles this week. You're playing this team who's embarrassed you twice in a row. I'm going to tip the Swans. Not that I think they'll win. They have to win. Otherwise, yeah. season's done. I like it. And I think Mills being back for a second week... There's talk that Tom McCartan might come back. He was playing in the seconds this week. Mm. Gives some more structure. The captain's back as well. Off a big win, some confidence. No Jezza Cameron. No Jeremy Cameron for Cats. Yeah. This is the game, and it's at home. This is the game for them to to win and start staking their claim for the eight. Yep. Oh, fair enough. So you guys are both on Sydney. I'm going to go Geelong. Every time you can at Geelong, they win. So Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, true. So. <laughs> um, and then there's the Crows hosting the Roos at Adelaide Oval. All right. <laughs> so, look, usually I'd say North, but the thing is we're coming off the bye <laughs> and we know, you know, teams that come off the bye, they're, just, they're really struggling. And, you know, Adelaide, they're, they're going to be angry about, you know, getting robbed against the Collingwood. So, we'll go with Adelaide. Adelaide. Yeah, right, Adelaide. There's no um, justification there for North. The thing is, like, I'm really excited for North to play again and then yeah. I see that fixture. I'm like, oh. And LDU should be back as well. True. And Simpkin and, you know, we're going to have a full... Pretty full strength midfield, yeah, really. Never, never know, man. You never yeah, know. Yeah, you don't know, man. Hey, there might be something there, man. Um, the dogs are hosting Frio at Marvel. Yeah, dogs. Yeah, I'll go dogs as well at Marvel. I'm going to go Frio. Reason Ooh. being, no Liam Jones. I, I think it might take them a week or two to figure out a good mix back there. And if they do throw Norton back again, that takes away from their forward. I don't know. I'm willing to go give Frio a chance. I think they do have a bit of depth. Like they have O'Brien who can come in. They're not as good quality as Jones, but I think the power is in the midfield as well. Yeah. And it's Marvel. Mm. Yeah. Look, I'm only going Frio just to give a bit of a pod choice, but I'm backing in my boy Giant Miss to kick five. That's bold. Mate, you're, making, you're making me think about changing my mind, mate. Giants, yeah, man. Mate, under the lights, it's a bit more, <laughs> a bit darker under there. Maybe you have a bit of a power nap yeah, while he's on the bench. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, let's move on. Suns hosting the Pies. Ah, oh, Suns. That's the Pies, man. Suns, it, is, it is. How humid is it, man? Yeah, true. Can the Pies handle the slippery conditions of humidity? <laughs> At Heritage Bank Stadium. Um, yeah, nah. Let's let's come on, man. Let's imagine we, the window. I'm going the Suns, baby. Let's yeah, go. Boy. Upset, upset of the week. We just don't care about tips anymore, man. You can't tip against Collingwood today. I'm no, backing in the Suns, but the heat, man. The heat. They can't handle the heat. I think there's something in it. <laughs> they can handle the heat. They keep winning these close games. They handle the heat uh, metaphorically, but not physically. You know what? Uh, I'm backing in the Suns. Come on, the man. The Suns are going to win, bro. Rao's going to get like 40 possessions and 15 tackles. <sighs> Let's get right, man. Give me Hope something. Right. In these conditions, give me something. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> Bombers hosting the power. <laughs> bro, there's a lot of games for footy, man. There are. Still going home, man. <laughs> there's, there's more to come. There's so Jeez. many that you guys are Who, delirious gonna, picking the Suns. Bro, who's going to watch all these games, man? There's <laughs> too many. Know, I don't know, man. I'll um, take back everything I said about the buys. How much, how much enjoying can you do? It's too much. Uh, who, who? Who's the uh, <laughs> It's the Bombers hosting the power. Power. 12 in a row, baby. Yeah. 
Yeah. 12, 12 for me as well. Yeah. What like, reason would they have to stop winning? That's what I'm thinking. Look at Zach Butters. You just got to pick him up. True, man. They're slippery, man. Um, now the Hawks are hosting... <laughs> the Hawks are hosting uh, the Blues at the G. Oh, Carlton. Yeah, see, we can pick Carlton this week because they're versing Off the bye as well. Yeah. The, this team is not to be trusted. Yeah, true. Like, if Carlton lose this game, I would not be surprised. Yeah, but, but look, with, without Sicily... You know, Kerno and Mackay are going to be clunking marks. Blank isn't going to, you know, he can't stop everything. Blank. <laughs> yeah, they've got an unnamed blank. can't get another 40 possessions, can he? Could he? <laughs> I think, yeah, look, if Sicily, if Sicily was playing, I would have gone Hawthorne, honestly. Yeah. But I'll go Carlton. Yeah. Uh, Melbourne's hosting the Giants at TP Stadium, which I believe is in Alice He's Springs. Toilet Paper Stadium. Toilet Paper Stadium. No, mm. it's in Alice Springs. Yeah. Um, I think there's no chance the Giants... No. Meet those conditions. No, but there. the thing is, the Giants are used to playing in front of no one, so it might be an advantage. True. <laughs> Not sure what the weather will be like there, but I'll back in Melbourne. <laughs> you know those stadiums where they have like no no barriers, the cage, no no fence. Yeah, little, oh, like, I'm just expecting fence. like just red dirt around the stadium. You know what I mean? Just That'd like, be cool. I hope so. Yeah, like some real, you know, um, it's right outback in of, stadium. It's right in front of Uluru. <laughs> you imagine that a footy stadium right outside Uluru? That'd be tough, man. That's probably what the Americans I have no expect. Idea how close it is to Uluru. Yeah, no, nah, it's probably nowhere near. But I reckon, like, uh, Americans probably like, and, you know, people from other countries probably think that's what Aussie rules football is. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's, you know? that's what Melbourne looks like. Yeah, that, that's, that's yeah. too bad. Um, you know, you jump on your, hang- your kangaroo and go to the stadium. And, you know. <laughs> that's the fastest way to the stadium. Yeah, of course, man. There's no train. Probably yeah. would be, to be fair. Yeah, exactly, man. All the jump in the pouch. Yeah, there's no traffic when you're on a kangaroo, man. You just jump over the traffic, you know? Fair. Um, Moral of the story is you, you hold A and the jump goes even further. Well, you're you know making me mean? want to tip north now, Jeez. <laughs> no, I'm going Giants, man. I just said Melbourne, but no, I'm going with Melbourne, man. What the, what is going on here? Matt's just like you've tipped Gold Coast against Pies, Giants against Dees. What's wrong? With George you, is going wild. Yeah, my, my personal tips are so bad. I man, think you Bo know McCreary's yeah. just made him sad. I was just going to say that. He's George, just, yeah, Bo McCreary's just he's, he's in I'm your not, head. I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> I kind of went Gold Coast against Pies just to g up an upset, but I think George is just something's wrong here. Man. Yeah, no, man. <laughs> um, okay, last game. Eagles hosting the Saints. All right, look, I'm I'm gonna veto when he says freaking the West Coast. <laughs> no, no, Saint it's Saint. the Saints. Come on, mate. No <laughs> joke is funny enough to tip West Coast. No, no, I know. <laughs> what would West Coast have to do to win? Kick, um, more, kick more goals. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think like St Kilda have to have like a flu run through the club or something. And even then, I'm not sure because you can play through a flu. Well, it depends on the flu, but yeah, maybe I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how they win. You would be. They beat yeah. GWS this year. <laughs> how how did that happen how was Josh Kelly playing in that game because if he is I take everything back what was that the game he got both the players got knocked out him and Whitfield oh, maybe maybe he wasn't playing yeah there was a no, game where he during got the knocked game. out like, they was, might have got knocked out during the game maybe that might have been the game oh. you know I might even have a little look see what's the what would be the odds like it's $1.01 one, surely for Saints it oh, is I don't know man not coming up on the AFL lap right now yeah, I can't say what it says about um, Probably, yeah. Josh Kelly here. But yeah, nah, look. They'd be like $13, $15 easy, the Eagles. Mm. Um, anyways. Not well spent money. Nah. Yeah, oh, it's ten. Yeah, it's $10.50. There you go. Eagles. Um, okay, well, that brings us to the end of the episode today. If you haven't already, please like and subscribe. We'll have to figure out what we need to do at 200 subs now, but clearly it's not relying on Bo McCreary anymore. Um, I know, I know. We'll, uh, we'll workshop it and... Um, 
don't know, maybe we'll find another player who's quick that Georgie can race. No, no more racing, man. We're changing the tack. We'll have to change uh, something. If you've got some ideas what we should do at 200, let us know. Yeah, let us know. Let, um, give us some suggestions and we'll do the most uncomfortable one for us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Matter one, uh, brother. <laughs> she's, uh, so is, it, is, this, is this my one It's now? a matter one. You know it's what? A you, so you last just, one was spent the one. This one's a matter one. You just one. asked right. for it right there, so it's on you now. All right, done. All right, cool. Excellent. Well, we'll um, catch you guys in the next one. Thanks a lot. Thank you.